Hello and welcome to the One About Podcast, show where three friends get together and talk about a different topic each week. This week, I wanted to see just how much I can fuck with my friends. This is the one about Flashdance. I'm your host, Dean Alice, go by Endless Cole and places around the internet, and I am joined this week, as always, by Jordan and John. Guys, quick question. Last week, we did a little 80s 20 questions. Do you want to bring that back? Do a little 20 questions? Eh? Sure. Yeah. Eh? Eh? Sure. Eh? Yeah. 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 Go for yeah. it. Um, would you like another movie or would you like a video game? Let's do video game because last week was a movie. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down and make it specifically NES games because I think I'll be easier for you. Um, it won't, but okay. If I, I mean, remember, you... if I remember, NES had by far the largest library in the eighties. I'm obviously not gonna pick some random fucking game out of nowhere, dude. Like, come on, what do you take me for? As I hear you typing in the background, NES library. Um, let's go with. Got it. Whenever you're ready, boys. John, you get the first question. Um, is it a teenage coming of age movie? It's a video game. Oh <laughs> shit! My bad. All right. Is it? Is the game based off a teenage coming of age movie? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Werewolf the Movie? (laughs) Is it an RPG? No. Good question. Is it a... Is it a... Is it a platformer? No. Ooh, that's two huge chunks. All right, so it's a city sim. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There are a couple of those on NES. Yeah. I believe SimCity's first game was on... Uh, I think I'm stretching here. I, I, maybe it's on SNES. It has to be on SNES, right? Um, it's 1989. Released for fucking everything. Jesus. Yes, SNES. Okay. Bro, I'm just going to list a couple of you because I can't even go through this entire list. It was released on Windows, Linux, Mac, Wii, PlayStation, N64, N64DD in Japan, DS, Sega Saturn, PlayStation 3, Palm OS. (laughs) Wait, the original SimCity? Yeah. Damn. Ridiculous, dude. (laughs) I got that shit on Linux. Wait, wait, never mind. The most surprising thing there was Palm OS. I know. <laughs> Fuck Fucking Palm absolutely OS. ridiculous. All right. So it's not an RPG. It's not a platformer. Is it a first person uh, shooter? No. Wow. There that would no be first... a really specific couple of games yeah, on that... NES, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, said I, it... was, I said I wasn't picking any obscure yes. games. I don't. I don't. Would you call Duck Hunt a first-person shooter? I would call Duck Hunt a first-person shooter. 
what is what is it's Wikipedia like, called Duck Hunt? It's a fourth wall breaking first person shooter. Oh, it's a light gun game. Well, yeah, that's yeah, it is, but that's I just, mean that's a, that's a that, very specific. It's like they are first person shooter games. I'm not disagreeing with you there, okay, mm-hmm, okay. but they're a s- subgenre of first person shooters that I think is distinct enough that that's worth noting. Okay. Okay. Regardless, is, it's not a first person shooter. Okay. <laughs> is it a racing game? No. Jesus. What other nest? I'm a. We must be missing a big genre here. Okay, I, I've got one. I've got one after John's question. Um, is the main character Mario? No. Okay. That's five. I think. Okay. Is is it a sports game? No. Wow. Um, and I'll tell you this, like I'm lumping it into a different genre than it technically is, because I think if I made you guess what it actually is, you'd never fucking get it. That's what but, I'm saying. It has to pick you have to pick the most random desk game. It's probably so obvious we're gonna be pissed off. Bro, okay. when you when you figure out what game this is, you're gonna eat those words. <laughs> okay. Random John, NES it's your game. it's your question. Mm. Is the main character a knight? No. Fucking yeah. Fair. Hmm. <laughs> Rage quit. Um, <laughs> Uninstall. Um. It's not an RPG. It's not a racing game. It's not a sports game. It's not a platformer. But knight isn't the main character. Mario is not the main character. Ness. Wait. Is it a? Is it a? Oh, I don't. I don't know if this was on the Ness or not. Uh, is it a creative game? So the purpose of it is to just. I, I guess I'll just ask that. Just to create, like no. art or something. Okay. Was Mario Paint on the NES or was that SNES? That's Super Nintendo. Fuck. Okay. What? Well, what about what about Mario? No, that was Super Nintendo too. Well, they had drawing programs for NES, I'm sure. Um, does, all right, John, your turn. Does it have to do with blocks? <gasps> I'm gonna say no. Oh, you motherfucker! Is it a puzzle game? Yes. That's 10. Okay. All right. We have 10 more. It's a puzzle game. John, you're, it's your turn again. And it doesn't have to deal with blocks. Now, you're not being really strict on that, right? So like, if blocks so. were the main tool used in a puzzle game, you would say yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm. I know, I know what John was asking, and if you're like, well, you don't play as a block, technically, and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> no, no. Like, if it was Qbert, for example, I would have said yes. <laughs> okay. 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 All right, all right. Um, is there a main character in the game? Yes. Okay. That helps out, actually, a lot. 
Hmm. Have John or I, to the best of your knowledge, ever played this game? I mean, honestly, I don't know, but I cannot fathom that you have not. Have not? Yeah, okay. I I would presume that you have both played it probably many times. Okay. John, you had a question? Shit. I'm trying to narrow it down. Um... There's one question that you could ask that would probably zero you into it immediately. I'm not going to tell you what that question is, but... That's totally fine. Uh, Is the main character male? No. (gasps) Okay. All right. All right. Is it Miss Pac-Man? You're going to just go for it right now? (laughs) Yes. It is Miss Pac-Man. Yeah! Suck it! Awesome. That was the exact question that I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's there's so few games in the NES era that star a female main character. Mm -hmm. I mean, a female main character puzzle game, Mm -hmm. which I, I, yeah, I guess it's a puzzle game, kind of. Technically, it's considered a maze game, but I was like, if I made you guess that it's a maze game, like the way that you guys are going, like there's no fucking way. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that would uh, that was that was a good call there. I would have also I would have also accepted RPG. (laughs) (laughs) And and for clarity, like you agree with me that blocks is not yeah. nowhere near nowhere no. near. Yeah. Cause like I, I thought about it cause you're, you're fucking eating the little dots around blocks the whole time. But I was like, I don't think no, so, no, man. No, I, no. I feel like I'm really leading you astray. If I say yes. It was either between like, I was basically signaling out if that was Tetris or not. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And then when you said Mario wasn't the main character and it was a puzzle game, I thought uh, like, Right, right when you said puzzle game, I'm like, oh, it's it's Dr. Mario. And then I remembered, fuck, mm-hmm. Mario's not the main character. But then I thought, wait a second. Canonically, is it a separate character than Mario? Would we have to make the distinction? And I didn't know the answer to that. <laughs> I wasn't sure how strict you would have been. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Yeah. How many questions was that? How many questions did it take? Uh, 13. Hey, not bad. So... As I've been doing for the last few weeks, I have been playing through games on all of these fucking video game services that I pay for. This week, I wanted to kind of keep with the 80s theme because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to front to you, dude. Like, I've been listening to 80s music and watching other 80s related yeah, TV shows individual. and movies. Like, Bro, I'm celebrating 80s month. I love the 80s and I'm not ashamed of it. You got Knight Rider just rode past. <laughs> he he knows what's up. So what I was looking through Game Pass, and I was like, is there anything that's that old on Game Pass? And the answer to that is no. There's some things that are close, but no. Mm-hmm. So what I actually ended up playing was the Dark Crystal Tactics game that they released not too long ago. Because, you know, it's based on a 80s IP. 
seem like a good idea. It kind of falls in there and you still get to I've, play something off of Game Pass. I've never even heard of it. I'm going to Google it while you talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's actually based on the Netflix show that's like a sequel to the movie. And um, I wasn't crazy about that show, like just to be upfront. But I do love Jim Henson. I love Muppets and I love tactics games. So I was like, it's probably still going to be fine. It's a game. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Like, I, I mean, my thing with this game is it's not bad. It's just kind of fine. It doesn't do anything particularly unique or interesting. It's just kind of a tactics game based on Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're really into Dark Crystal and or tactics games, this will probably speak to you a lot. For me, it's just kind of middling, and I'm like, nah, it's fine. What's up with the last few years? And it started with the Dark Crystal uh, series that dropped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been seeing a lot of Dark Crystal stuff. Like, what is this Illuminati propaganda <laughs> around Dark Crystal being spread around? I don't know, dude. I always thought it was far inferior to Labyrinth, but it gets I, more love, especially recently. So I don't know. Probably because I there's need- more Muppets in it. I don't know. There definitely is. I need to watch it again because that, like Labyrinth, I hadn't, I haven't watched that in over 20 years. I think it's still on Netflix. Like, I think they got the rights to that when they got the show. I remember Dark Crystal being freakier than Labyrinth. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. It it is pretty fucked up, actually. Awesome. Um, Real messed up. I I need to watch it again. I do. It is not on Netflix anymore. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, and so that that's really all I have to say about that game. It's just it's fine. It's, it's a whatever. it's a tactics game. Yeah. You yeah. you would rather play Wargroove. I would actually. Like Wargroove does a lot of things that I think are interesting. It has a lot of cool style. Just the presentation of Dark Crystal and the way that it goes about everything is so ham fit. It's like it's like um this studio's first attempt at a tactics game. There's nothing mm. wrong with it, but it's not great either. Was There's it, so many good games that I could be playing. I'm like, eh. Was it kind of like baby's first tactics game? No. So it, it's kind of in the same vein as Final Fantasy Tactics. So it's actually more complex than most tactics games. More complex than Wargroove, actually. But not necessarily in any good way i mean it's it's like i said it's fine it's it's more complex than your average tactics game but not like super deep and you're gonna spend hundreds of hours in it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um but the other thing i do want to talk about um mario plus rabbits what i love that game yeah right Uh, pretty fucking great i mean it was great enough that you played it on my fucking switch and then not only did you steal my Switch for the entire time you were here to keep playing it, you then went home, bought the game and a new Switch for yourself so you could keep playing it. Yep. Even though you had to start over. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad Fucking you remember maniac. that. Am I a maniac, though? I do get obsessions over certain games. I, I will admit that. I just don't like the Rabbids IP. Like, I, I mean, neither do I, but this, dude, that game is incredible. It's really good, especially for such a high highbrow concept of RTS. Like, especially, like, if you were trying to teach 
your 10 year old or a kid how to do rts's and um move based games it's perfect mm-hmm. and it's super fun to watch too yeah it's it's just a lot of fun like it put it to you this way jordan like if if they took rabbits out of it and you like if you imagine that game right it's just mario uh, rts or whatever they would call it and that sounds like a game that you would love to play play that game because nintendo did not do us wrong with this game i know there's rabbits in it but it's fucking great it's nintendo could have easily made it themselves and i would believe that yeah um but no i did not want to talk about mario rabbits (laughs) i actually wanted to talk about the order 1886 oh yeah yeah you just uh platted that one right i did so the order 1886 is i believe it was the ps4 launch title if 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 not a launch title then a launch window title Mm -hmm. um and it got a lot of shit when it came out back then for being very short and it is short it's like six hours okay but there's some great fucking six hours dude the the com so it's a third person third person shooter and it's mostly a simplistic third person shooter like it's not revolutionizing third person shooters but it's got a really solid world it's got great lore great characters it's just fun and what's interesting about that game is i actually played it years ago and i was kind of like man this is whatever like they're not doing anything interesting in this combat it's kind of like a broke dick gears of war without the cover i'm i'm over this i'm just not going to play it and um for some reason over the years people have played it more and more now that we've kind of got away from that initial flood of reviews that were shitting all over it mm-hmm. and they've discovered how good it is. So like recently I've just been hearing about the War 1886. When's it going to get a sequel for like the last two years? And finally I was like, you know what? I just kind of fucking feel like playing the order 1886. So I reinstalled it and I played it. And this time I loved it. Loved every second of it. My only complaint with that game is that it's not longer and not because the game is too short, because I just want more. The The fact that they're never going to make a sequel is kind of depressing, actually. That game could be really, really good. Oh, man. I, I'm pretty amazed that you are heralding this game so positively. Like, it makes me want to play it because I know how critical you are when you play games or watch anything. So, so, so let me pitch this to you for a second, John. It's a third-person shooter set in Victorian London around the time of the Jack the Ripper murders. And you play as one of the Knights of the Round Table, which has become this order of peacekeeping soldiers that are like following in the footsteps of those original actual Arthurian knights. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting off a plague of werewolves and vampires invading Whitechapel. Oh! That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, and so there's like political intrigue, there's betrayal, there's action, there's lore. Like it's actually really great. Damn. If only- my only my only like well, maybe don't bother playing it is because it's short and you're never going to get a sequel to it. <laughs> but you can get it mega cheap. 
like for a couple of dollars. I think on, I already have it. I already have it downloaded. Oh, you should definitely play it then. Yeah. If you already have it, then yeah, no reservations, dude. You can beat it in a single afternoon. Yeah, but uh, I picked up Returnal, and you already know like how that's that's doing. I mean, listen, beat Returnal, do your thing, but just keep it in the back of your oh, mind. Wait. That game is really great. I haven't heard, uh, John. What's your impression of Returnal? Um, it's gonna be another Demon Souls like obsession until I beat it. Fucking awesome. <laughs> the story is. Vague enough, vague enough to be really intriguing. Like I need to know more, but gives mm-hmm. you enough information that it is like keeps you hooked. If that makes sense, because sure. um, like basically in a nutshell, she arrives on this planet. Uh, the planet's basically everything in the planet's out to kill her, and there was a civilization before she got to the planet that was there that she's trying to figure out what happened. And every piece of the puzzle just keeps getting, like, growing the mystery and the intrigue. On top of the fact, like, every time she dies, she comes back and restarts everything. And um, just like Demon Souls, I've never played a game like this before. Um, this is my first, Dean, uh, I believe you said it was a roguelike game. Yeah. Um, I didn't even, I've never even heard of that term until I started playing this is game. Is it roguelike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what's the closest game to it? Um, sorry to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. You're like, fine. In terms of like the style of game that it is, is it's like a third person shooter, but it's like Rogue Legacy. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with that, Jordan. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't help you. Then, well, but yes, uh, it's a Rogue Legacy. Well, I it's also <laughs> strangely like from videos that I've seen. It's also strangely like a bullet hell too. Sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly what it's like. It's exactly like a bullet hell, like uh, the Ace Combat um, arcade cabinets or like um, Gaiden. I think that's what it was called. Well, I mean, keep in mind that it's made by Housemark. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say you don't know who that is, Jordan, but they make bullet hell games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like before this, like that's, almost exclusively what they made they made um super stardust if you ever heard of that i have yeah. um dead nation alien nation next machina matterfall yeah but um it's challenging i just beat the first level today and i'm on the second level and what's really fun about it is like you'll be like doing a run and it's like Oh, I'm not getting the right items or oh I got like a really bad debuff, so screw it, I'm just gonna kill myself and start over. And mm-hmm. some things do propagate or like are um permanent buffs that um transfer between deaths. But most of the stuff like most of the stuff you have to like start off fresh. So it's just a fun ride for me because I like grindy games, challenging games. It's like okay. I made it to this part. Okay, I have this buff. And then, like, you have to make decisions like, do I want to heal or do I want to see if I'll be able to get full health to where I can use this this uh, health pack to increase my overall health to make me stronger for the next level? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of theory crafting and, like, randomization and just taking everything as it comes. It, 
it's all the things that I love about games, like all things that I loved about playing like Ragnarok online, stuff like that. So it's it's really fucking fun. I am enjoying the shit out of it. What sucks though is like I'm on the second level and I don't know if I turn off my PlayStation if I'm gonna have to start from the first level and start all over again. Um I mean like whatever carries over for you will save. Yeah, I mean uh I'm pretty sure no, I, I know the key to the next level is going to be there if I die. But if I go to the next level right at the start without like going through the whole first level to get power-ups and like gear up, I'll get shit on. Pure and simple. So, it it's it's really fun and heartbreaking at the same time. Like I'm I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like I told you before, like roguelikes just aren't my jam. Um, I've played some of them. There are some that I really enjoy. I still need to get back to Hades mm-hmm. um, and play that. But uh, generally speaking, I'm, I'm, it takes a special kind of roguelike for me to be like, yeah, this is the jam. Dude, I'm telling you, like one one night, I'm just going to hit you up and I'll stream it to you and like you can see it like playing it and you'll see what I'm talking about but it's I mean I I don't think I need to see any more of the game to convince me like I get what it is I understand it's just I don't want to spend $70 on it first of all yeah and second of all I I'm not a big shmup or roguelike guy like there there's there's some that i like and most i don't and like this might be one of the ones i like but then i come back to the like i don't want to spend 70 dollars on it so it's like a loop of like just at least at least for now it's just not i i get it because again i this was bought on accident by my child and if I would have bought it like I usually buy my games as a physical copy, like after I was done with it, I would ship it to you just so you could try yeah. it out. Well, it was not to be. Yeah. Jordan, what have you been up to this week, man? Trying to beat Tales of Vesperia. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm 50 hours in. And. <laughs> I. Uh, like I can see based on the chapters that I'm going through kind of how much left I have. And it's, it's a lot. So I'm thinking that I'm probably going to beat the game nearing around 80 hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I just really want to beat it because like, I want to beat it before the new tales of Arise game comes out, which I am super, super hyped for, which now that I'm thinking about it, that's not a PS5 exclusive, right? That's also on PC, isn't it? I don't know if it's on PC, but it's not um, uh, a PS5 exclusive. Uh, okay, it's on PC. Thank okay. God. I just I started panicking there. Um, speaking of exclusives, something that didn't surprise anybody, Bethesda going exclusive with their next... Uh, 
with a was it was it was it um starfield right mm-hmm. so, yeah going xbox and pc exclusive i mean it was obvious once microsoft bought them it was just oh Bethesda is doing exclusives now. I think I actually defended Bethesda and said, I don't, I don't know that they would actually go that route, but sure as fuck, they are not developing it for the most popular home console. So whatever. Or yeah. I mean, exactly what you just said, whatever. (laughs) Like you can just have, you can just have game pass for $5 and fucking play it on PC. And then it's over like it's it's whatever man yeah i mean that's that's i mean it doesn't hurt me at all it's just i haven't i don't know like i've been out of the console rat race for a while and i i I felt like they've developers and publishers finally kind of got out of a hard exclusive mindset and things were generally for a while there they felt like they were generally available on both xbox and playstation and Nintendo and PC were just kind of left to fuck off on their own, but mostly PlayStation and Xbox. I thought they shared most games, but I think I'm just really wrong about that now. Um, I mean, most games, I would say that you're actually right about that. Um, however, there's a lot of corporate consolidation going on in video games right now. Yeah, you know, a lot of their share just taking up. Any IP or court or gobble. like any developing company's contract that they can get their hands on, especially Microsoft, they're just waving around that big dick money, dude. Like, oh my god, they they do not care. Like, I mean, Bethesda is a great example where they they totally overpaid for Bethesda, dude. They were not worth what they paid for them, but. When you have Microsoft money, who fucking cares? Like you can just do whatever the fuck you want and see what happens. And if they they lose everything, like Microsoft doesn't care. They wipe their ass with the profits from Xbox as an entire division. They could not care less. So when Phil Spencer goes over there, and he's like, "This is what's best for this uh, vertical." They're just like, "All right, man, do whatever you want. Just you know, keep in mind that you might be laid off next month if you're fucking us over." and so here's my thing and like i know that a lot of people when i have this conversation a lot of people look at me and they're like man you you play on playstation you're just a fanboy this that and the other but that doesn't change the fact that i'm deeply concerned about microsoft in the console space right now because Microsoft really does seem to have this mentality of like, we'll just buy everything and force everybody else out of the market because we'll be the market. Yeah. And I'm really concerned about that. Cause I mean, like again, just using Bethesda because it's such a useful example. Sony can't do that. (laughs) They don't have the kind of cash on hand to have spent that much on Bethesda. That's a non-starter them in the first place without like taking out loans and shit they just can't do it and then you have microsoft who comes in here and they're backed up by this huge fucking conglomerate that can like i said wipe their ass with that kind of money they don't even care they made all that money back the next quarter in pure profit they can do whatever the fuck they want i wonder 
if they go up too far, if they're going to get sued as a monopolist, um, I would be, I'd be interested in that. I, I hope it doesn't get to that point because we're already kind of fucked if it does, but it would be interesting. I'm honestly, they probably would. They might di- make them divvy up their, um, all yeah. their accumulated, uh, companies and IPs and contracts. Just like they did right. with, uh, what was it? I think it was T-Mobile and someone else. T-Mobile and Sprint. Oh, they merged together, though. No, they, exact yeah, they mer- no, no, no. They merged together, but it took so long because if they actually pooled all of their resources that they had at the time together, they would have been the biggest um, phone distributor company in the market. And they had to give Metro some of their cell towers and a lot of other stuff like it was actually a couple of years of discussion in the courts to make sure that they didn't become too big don't yeah metro's owned by t-mobile dude what are you talking about i think you guys have too much faith in the in the federal government to regulate this kind of stuff i don't think anything's going to happen I mean, you say that, but you say that as somebody who literally could not give a fuck less because you have zero <laughs> stake. Like you're the total. I have, I have you zero have no stake, stake but whatsoever. I, but, no, but 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 again, like what I said at the top, like I know that people look at what I'm saying like that, but that's not my point at all. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like I can buy an Xbox and I have a, a gaming PC, and I can play all of Xbox's game games on Game Pass that way. I don't actually give a shit, but it's bad for an industry when somebody comes in and tries to do that shit, which is why there's laws against it. And that's, that's all I'm saying is that the way that Microsoft is acting right now is concerning whether or not that'll lead to anything. I don't know, but I would be interested to find out. So that's exactly my perspective. So yeah, I'm not affected at all because where I do have plans on buying a PS5 and playing exclusives that are on the console, ultimately, my I've already made this decision. Why are you talking <laughs> for me? <laughs> I'm just proud of you. Okay. Ultimately, uh, no, it doesn't affect me at all. If if everything just went to my gaming PC, which is where I spend the majority of my time gaming anyway, no, no shits would be given whatsoever. But I do firmly believe in the power of competition. And I think that it's just best for the industry. So, but, that, but that's exactly my point. Is I, like, I, yeah, I, 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 I totally believe agree that competition with you. is best for the industry. I totally the agree with you. Is Microsoft isn't a video game company? Far from it, actually. The problem is that they're backed by Microsoft, so they can just do whatever the fuck they want. They're it's wild, goddamn West. Well, Sony's there. not. Sony's not just a gaming company either, but, though. They're not, but PlayStation is by far their largest vertical. They might as well be a video game company because PlayStation as a brand is bolstering the rest of that company. I mean, Sony TVs are pretty lit. I know they are. I'm not saying saying anything bad about Sony. I'm just telling you, like, first of all, Sony doesn't have anywhere near Microsoft Mm -hmm. money. And second of all, for sure, PlayStation is Sony at this point for sure so like that they're apples and oranges i mean they're more like apples and do cats you, do you think that sony would accept a buyout from amazon or something 
that'd be a big fucking buyout, dude. Dude, no. If Amazon bought Sony. I, I don't know that the FTC would allow that, but what is Sony's worth right now? Who just who just announced an, a new ac- a, a new huge fucking acquisition? What was I just read billion dollars? They could afford it. Yeah, fucking Bezos post divorce could just uh, write a check, lick his lips, write a check. Yeah, I mean, to your to your question, would they accept it? Sony Corp as a whole is based out of Japan, so no, I don't think that they would. No, Sony. I I think we've had a discussion before where Sony, just because it's housed in Japan, would never really sell sell to anybody other than another Japanese company, and even then, it would be a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like when Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo and they got laughed out of the room. (laughs) They don't give a fuck what kind of money you have. You're American. Get out of my office. The fact that Nintendo even took that meeting is astonishing. Yeah. I think they were just seeing like what they actually had to offer. Like it was something obscene, like where they were giving them everything, like including the clothes off their backs. They might have thought about it and then said, fuck you. But <laughs> right, right. They were not as powerful as they were now to even like give them a quarter of what they would even consider to give up Nintendo. I will say this, and we we can probably wrap up this conversation um at this point. Um I think that Microsoft or Xbox specifically has only a few outcomes at this point. One is that they find some way to make Game Pass profitable, and that becomes Xbox. Like they they do away with the console business and all that, and they just don't give a fuck. They proliferate Game Pass everywhere. Somehow, I don't know how they'll convince Sony to put on PlayStation, but nevertheless, um, Game Pass just kind of becomes their business at that point. Yeah. Um, two, they just go out of business. Like Xbox is putting so much into Game Pass that if they can't make that profitable, they're going to be stuck between a rock, a hard place, and a gun in their face. Um, and they they might just go under. Um, or they push this whole buyout thing too far and they the FTC or whomever gets involved and we have monopolist lawsuits going on. They break up Xbox out of Microsoft and then we have a whole new ball game. Who fucking knows what happens at that point? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't see many other options for Xbox as a brand, the way that they're going. Oh my God. <laughs> Jordan. What? They just announced a Zelda with Loftwing Amiibo. She's. Are you salivating what? over there? I can hear it over the mic. I'm not hyperventilating. You are. <laughs> just engorged to the maximum. What? Yeah. Oh my god. You okay over there, buddy? Oh so good. Oh Jesus. It's so good. Please stop. 
Jordan, do you need me to send you a picture of this? I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now, and it is actually the most adorable amiibo they've ever come out with. Yeah, it is, dude. It is awesome. It is so fucking awesome. Well, since we're talking about Nintendo drops now, uh, we're getting some new games on the Switch Online collection on May 26th. We get a Super Baseball Simulator, Caveman Ninja. Uh, Magical Drop 2, Spanky's Quest, and on NES we get Ninja Jaja Marukan. I don't like how you said Spanky's Quest. Spanky's Quest. No. Or, if you're in Japan, you get Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War because fuck America. We don't want great games. Fucking Spanky's Quest. Spanky's Quest! Oh my god, when can I pre-order this amiibo? <laughs> I'm trying to find it too. Jesus. <laughs> All right, this, this is derailed. This is derailed. This is derailed. Let's l- let's move on to our main topic already cuz we're going to be fucking like just we're going to be quiet for 20 minutes trying to figure this out. You guys are fucking <laughs> salivating or uh, just click on it. <laughs> click 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 click. Okay. <laughs> Flash Dance. Released in 1983. So you remember how a couple of weeks ago I was like, these are going to be four of my favorite movies from the 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then last week I said that I bumped off War Games for a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the movie that I bumped War Games off for. Why? This is not one of my favorite movies from the 80s by a long shot. Yeah, I did. I thought it would be humorous to put this in here and see what you guys think. Although I will say that even though this movie is not particularly good, it's it's not terrible, but it's not particularly good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was, however, totally seminal to the 80s. There's so much in here that was so important to that decade. Yeah. That I think it's worth watching anyway. I get I guess so. That's fine. Whatever. With all that said though, John, what'd you think? Oh God. I did not like it at all. Also, did you watch this with the missus? No, I did not watch this with the missus. That was a fucking mistake, bro. For one, like she's not gonna waste her time to watch this shit with me. She's she has mm. she has she has very few t- time to actually watch stuff that she wants to watch. So I'm not going to take mm. an hour and a half of her time to watch this bullshit. Mm. Just. Mm. Did you even ask her? Yes. No. Like, she was mad that I didn't have oh, her yes watch. No. She said no. She was mad that I didn't have her watch Labyrinth with me. She was mad that I didn't have her watch. Um. What was the other one? What was the other movie that we watched? It was Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So I was like, all right, I'll ask her about this one. Not having it. No. Okay. Especially, Go on. Especially for the fact, like, yeah, there's basically scantily clad women in there, but this is the 80s, so all of them were bean poles. Um, <clears throat> on top of... I did not particularly like their dancing at all. 
erotic or otherwise. And uh, the iconic um, dance montage was, I mean, I guess it's a montage, so it doesn't have to be in order, but it's like, it has her like doing ferocious dancing and shaking her head, sweat everywhere, and then out of nowhere she's stretching, and then like pelvic thrusting the floor while the dog's watching her, her ass. And then like the music's like getting to that climax point, and then it just stops, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Um. Yeah, yeah, that that happened. That was that was a scene. Uh, it, but I will say this: you are correct. This is probably one of the movies that defines the '80s, and the opening scene has been called back to and given homages to death, including by Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I didn't like the movie, but I understand why it's important. I mean, I will say that when you say that it was like seminal to the 80s or whatever, like that kind of implies that like when we think of the 80s, we think of Flashdance. I actually think that when you look back on the 80s, this is one of those movies that kind of gets lost and most people don't think about this movie at all anymore. It gets lost until they see that scene like anytime you see someone sure. pull like pull the lever and a whole bunch of water falls down on them it's like oh flash dance that's it sure um but the point that i was going to make is that when when you say that this was seminal to the 80s like that couldn't be more accurate like this the whole off-the-shoulder fashion thing that came oh from god. this movie. Oh my god! That's that is literally warmers. where that that that's where this came from. Like yeah. this movie, this movie's soundtrack is totally iconic yep. and blasted these these songs into the stratosphere. Like even if you've never seen this movie before, almost can guarantee you've heard the song that the title comes from. Mm-hmm. Like. The soundtrack is super iconic. The fashion in this movie literally defined the decade. Like, this movie is super important and was super duper popular. Yep. Even though it's not super good. Yeah. And can we just say, like, for an 18-year-old girl, she works harder than most, like, 30-year-old women that I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Like or men or men or men to be honest. Let's let's be straight up. Straight up, she's working in like steel construction with power tools and a mask, and then at night she's she's an erotic dancer saving up money. Like, dude, she's a hardworking chick. Like, I gotta give it to her. Mad props. Mad props. Jordan, what did you think? You want to know the worst part, Dean? He probably didn't hear anything we said. He's just looking for the freaking amoeba. <laughs> no, I heard everything you said, John. And um... you know, it'd be awesome if he was like, "Fuck!" Now I have to defend this shit. All right, <laughs> this is why this is the best movie I've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, before you even tell me what you think, did you watch it with the wife, Jordan? I did. You did. Okay, go on. I'm, I'm, I just asked because I did too, 
Um, I think that it was a better experience for me personally, having done that. But um, I'm, I'm interested. What do, you, what do you think? So this is not a perfect movie. <laughs> oh, shit. This, this might actually be going my way. Go on. But I still really loved it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... It's so fucking 80s, dude. Oh, it yeah, felt dude. like it felt like a nice weighted blanket and I just oh, got nestled into God the neon and the Jordan. I love the fucking opening where like the, the camera's panning through smoke and the fucking red lights and everything and oh. the, and then the, the dance breaks and I almost had a fucking epileptic seizure during the second fucking time she danced on stage. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Oh, I had to look away cuz I was rough as fuck. And people were just like getting hit in the face and shit and no cops were getting called. It was just awesome. And it was, it really felt very, very comfortable (laughs) and very, very nostalgic. And I'll mind you, she is a hardworking woman. All right. And she's dancing like she's never danced before. And that's been proven. (laughs) She's dancing through her life, man. Yeah. Um, but I'll have, you know, she lives in Philadelphia. Right. Yep. Yep. And she is a welder, which is an average union job, probably, and dances for presumably free because we never saw her get paid, but maybe she gets tips. And she affords a 3,000 foot loft somewhere that you know is well out of her price point nowadays. What are you talking so, about, dude? She's probably been working as a welder. And at the Erotic Cub since she's 15. I would not put that past her at all. That's kind of gross. And (laughs) I hope not. But the point is, I loved the retail and housing market in the early early 80s. It was awesome. Well, what a time to be alive. But (laughs) I really had a great time with this movie. The wife and I had a blast watching it, just kind of making fun of it and just being like, I would look away for two seconds and I'd be like, wait, she hates her boyfriend again. What the fuck happened? (laughs) (laughs) And then like, and then thankfully, thankfully my wife was watching and she's like, Oh no, 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 no. She she actually saw another girl get into his car. And I'm like, I blinked and missed that. So it was just a lot of fun, man. Um, Richie, what a, what a guy hates Polish people. Sure. (laughs) He really does. He really does. That was fucking random, but hey, you know, it's not a dude. Like it's, it's a thing in the Northeast, especially back in the eighties and shit. I found that out the quote unquote hard way. When I went to go like visit my brother in Jersey for a while, when I was younger, it's just a thing. Yeah. I don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing. So I, I, for me, actually, that part was fucking hilarious because it just like brought back all these memories of uh, visiting family up there and shit. I just, I mean, I just, like, I just feel, kind of feel bad, but I just like, imagine, I just imagine a younger Dean sitting around with his family, laughing and laughing at the misery of other Pollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, like when I was younger, I didn't even know what that meant. But yeah, um, it, it was just, uh, it was just very random. It was still funny. Uh, but it was it was random. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie was kind of chaotic and a little bit everywhere. And I don't know if I like Alex 
love her or hate her. Mm. I really don't know how I feel about Alex because she's cute as hell in this movie. The, the girl, mm-hmm. I'm surprised she she went on to do so so little comparatively. Like if you look at her IMDb profile, it seems like this is kind of her biggest thing that she's done. Yeah. And she's just so she she's so damn adorable when she was so little and she's beautiful as a woman now. And she, I thought, was a good enough actress, you know, Um, but man, those red flags flying off the fucking handle. Just that's also how I know it's an 80s movie, too, because. They really portrayed like I'm not going to say they I'm not going to generalize, but like a woman getting pissed off at a guy and then like breaking windows and shit. Like that's very eighties movie. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to, I I don't know how to explain it. It was either like she had that Philadelphia attitude that I just don't know about, or I attribute eighties female aggression to this movie, but it was awesome to watch. I really loved it. I mean, I would say that it's just kind of like pre pre-modern feminism right like that's just how women generally were portrayed before yeah maybe our modern enlightenment so to speak um because i mean like everything in this movie like there's this 18 year old girl who's just a straight up a fucking stripper she has to are they strippers i don't know what they were because the dances were so artistic and there's so much effort put into them and I'm not claiming to be an expert on strippers, but (laughs) you see examples of real strippers later in the movie. Um, and they're not putting in anywhere near the amount of effort that these girls were doing. So I don't know what kind of fucking bar this was. I, I was very confused. I'm like, what kind of, weird I mean, I artistic guess... dance show like i've only ever seen that much effort put into a, like a runway dance competition or dance show when i've literally seen drag queens i i guess they would be more like go-go dancers but they still work harder than go-go dancers well i, no, I have that. one image i have one image in my head of, of go-go dancer so i'm not going to say that yeah i i think John would be our uh, resident expert on this topic. Wow. Oh, you know a lot about strippers, John? (laughs) Enlighten us. Wow. Wow, wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Wowie. Jesus, Dean, I hate your guts. Wow. Do you want to get Cinnamon and uh, Stardust on the phone? Fucking shit. You want want to call a friend? No. You worry the worst part is like, those are like legit fucking names that they call themselves I got Stardust from JoJo's. <laughs> um, if you're asking who works harder, erotic dancers or go-go dancers, go-go dancers. It, I just I, think, I think the question was more like, we, we, they would be considered like go-go dancers, right? You're talking about the, the chicks in this movie? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, like... Until her friend becomes like a full blown stripper, yeah, and then she's and then she's not even dancing, yeah, like straight up, straight up, they would definitely be all be considered go go dancers. Um, and I, Hold yourself. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's because uh, for one, since they're eighteen, like they can't do fully nude or be in a place 
that serves alcohol. But that's they definitely uh, were. They were. They, they definitely they were, serve alcohol. But that that's the that's the law. Like it's like um. But was it in 1983? Yeah. That's oh my the god! Thing. You're so you're so right. They're go go dancers. I'm an idiot. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. You're right. 100. percent Yeah, because uh, go go dancers like you oh, can damn, get them so a dime a dozen history. just at like like regular just dance clubs. They don't even have to be like eroticos. But I feel like that's false advertising on the building. You know what I mean? Because like no, no, no. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, dude, on the on the front of the building, it said like live nude girls. That was the other strip club. That oh. was that, that was a strip club that Johnny ran. Yeah, that's that's when the titties really got whipped out. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if I can be real, it said this movie was rated R. Yeah, and I, I didn't, saw that too. I was waiting. I was waiting the entire time. Like, why is this movie rated R? And then. <laughs> It kicked it into high fucking gear. Like first three off, three quarters of the way through the movie, it's just like, like here yeah, you go. Here's your R rating. The movie at their dinner when she's at dinner with with Nick and his ex wife comes, and she's got oh, like, yeah. like she's got like foot under the table on him, and then she takes off her like jacket and just has like the thing covering her. I was like, <laughs> I, I turned to my wife and I'm like got to find one of those. Um, <laughs> but like, that's I, I, one like, of those. No, Jordan, that's one of those memes. Like they put on Instagram is like when Netflix asks, are you still watching? <laughs> yeah. And like, I, what's funny is I was just commenting with my wife, like minutes before that scene. I'm like, why is this rated R? I'm like, there's been some like really, no, I wouldn't say sexually explicit, but sexually suggestive dancing so it's far. There's been no nudity. It was more uh, in so, my in my opinion, it was more of like something you would find at like an art piece museum, like uh, interpretive dance type shit. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing real raunchy like, or risque. Yeah. Nothing rated so, R for like, you know, you want the real answer to that question, Jordan? Go for it. The real reason that this movie is rated R is because this movie came out before there was a PG-13 rating. And so they made it a little bit more risque to push it towards a more adult audience as opposed to getting the PG rating, which is like a kid's movie. <gasps> so wow. they had to show like one or two more nipples and then they got that R rating. Yeah, they so, checked those like, boxes. Yeah. Throw a couple of f bombs and some titties in there. We're good. It's like they found that out halfway through the movie because it, it's like you, you're driving on a country road and you're going slow. It's nice. You got some country on. You know, you're listening about how your dog died and your wife left you, and all you do is fish and drink. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you see the highway coming up. And then that dinner scene is you getting on the on ramp for the highway, and you're like, I'm going to change the radio station. And in the, in the in the act of changing the radio station, you accidentally turn it to a death metal station. Yes, you hit ninety and you get on that highway and you're R, baby. You're R <laughs> the rest of the movie. All the I death. I don't about the rest of the movie. Not, like. All the death. I know. I'm making a joke. There's really only like two, maybe three scenes in this whole movie that I'm like. Mm -hmm. 
It's just funny because like the the timing of it was so perfect when I was watching it. I was legitimately questioning it, and then I got smacked in the face. Like, oh, Oh, (laughs) now I get it. Here we go. I like the camaraderie at her um, welder job, where all of the construction workers are clapping when they like make up. I don't know about that. that. So funny. (laughs) I don't know about that, man. Like, first of all, so funny. First of all, like. Is the boss really banging this 18-year-old girl that works here? This is a... Uh, oh. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> let's let's call it a conflict of interest there, Fred. Right. Um, and second of all... You're right. <laughs> this girl fucking loses it, starts screaming at the boss, talking about how she hucked a rock through his window. I broke your fucking window! Over a total it. presumption on her part. And all these guys are like... Yeah. Great relationship. Good job, boss. No, you nailed the perfect no, no, no. It wasn't don't... it wasn't even a great relationship. It was the fact like, oh, he got out of that hole. Good job, man. That was a hard one. Man, I would have been kicked out of the house after that one. She's a maniac, am I right? <laughs> Woo, get a bucket of water, boys. Honestly, I would if I was there in person, I would clap for just the amount of fucking of of entertainment. That was garnered in the, the 30 seconds that happened. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a goddamn roller coaster. And if I, if I was Nick, I'd be like, oh, a little bit of red flags here. Um, yeah, only all of them. Only all of the red flags. But she's really good looking. But she's 18. But I'm her boss. But it's 1983. So fuck it. <laughs> I don't know, man. You keep using that word but, but I didn't see any in this movie. What? There was a lot of ass. John, back me up on this one. No. It was 80s ass. Not even, it was no, 80s. no. I will, you know there's a difference. I will say this, and uh, mm, I really don't want to have this High waist. And say High this, waist. But we have to thank the Kardashians for the worship of ass. Um, they actually made True. big butts not just acceptable, uh, but a requirement of beauty for this day and age. John, don't. John. Don't besmirch the work that J-Lo did to pave that road. Oh, yes. J-Lo definitely was like, made everybody be like, oh, wow, that's nice. But it's like, uh, she's she's Hispanic. Like, I understand that that's happening. But when Kim Kardashian became famous and her derriere became the talk of the town, that's... Special shout out to Shakira, just... While we're on the that that's fine, but again, Kim Kardashian is the catalyst. Period, plain and simple. Other people started the conversation. She's the one who made it a fact. All right, I I think I think that's fair. It's straight Uh, up fair, and it's also worth noting that we're talking almost exclusively about white women in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but all that being said, I stand by what I said. Yeah. And I, I agree with you 100%. Like, when she was uh, dancing in her, what was it, like, leotard and basically panties, I was like, okay, it's nice. Do you want a sandwich? I was throwing sandwiches at the screen. Like, it wasn't helpful. So, to violently change the topic. <laughs> and to not look at that. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Why? Before you change the topic, Jordan, I just want to say. Why do I think you're right? She's a beautiful woman. Go on. Yeah, I'm not. Delete your message. I'm not saying that she. (laughs) I never said she's not attractive. Those words never came out of my mouth. 
she just has no ass. Neither does like nearly anybody in this movie. And it's understandable. Because right. back in that day and age, skinny bean pole was the way it was supposed to be. Period, period, and simple. But when JLo Shakira, mm-hmm. then Kim Kardashian put a period exclamation point on that conversation, that became the new normal. Like there's actually a video where it shows you like standards of beauty throughout the ages. And like literally once you get to 2010s, it's not even going to show their body. It's just going to show their ass. It's literally what it is. Hey guys, welcome to the one about ass podcast. Um, <laughs> here we talk about generational differences in your dairy I mean, area. You said you were going to violently change the topic. Yes. Go ahead, man. I, I had to say that though. And I hate this fucking card that you're posting. <laughs> anyway, why, why do I have discord up while we're recording? Thunder so, cheeks. Why? Uh, so. Oh, don't forget to all, read the description, John. Jesus Christ. So. Yes, she works at a everything. steel mill. She is a welder. She's working hard. She's dancing for a living. I don't think any steel mill worth its weight would allow you to have your fucking sprayed out permed hair just out and about with sparks flying over. She no. would have had her head caught on fire she would the have been, first day. She would have been bald easily. The wife made sure to bring that up. She was like, um, a uh, point of, uh, just a point here. Um, her head would be bald because it'd be on fire every fucking day. And I'm like, Oh shit. Cause all the hairspray and shit that's in it probably to keep it that yeah. permed. Uh-huh. That's a fire hazard that they never explain. And it ruined the movie for me. I mean, really? The, the thing that no. you're forgetting that is that the movie. <laughs> The thing that you're forgetting, Jordan, is that the 80s adds 200 fire resistance to your hair. Mm, You're right. I I, I totally forgot. Oh, my God. Please make that a soundboard. Fuck, that was so good. (laughs) Oh, shit. Worth it. (laughs) But, yeah. I feel like there should have like the 80s on hair fire events were in the, on the rise so much product i'm pretty sure there were a number of metal bands like or hair metal bands that like actually metal. had their hair caught on fire mid-show from like like sparks and yeah you know phallic fountains and shit so speaking of polish jokes oh okay you got one for us go no i'm no I'm not. No, I don't have a Polish joke. I'm sorry. Richie. (laughs) Richie fumbles his way through one mediocre set. And this motherfucker leaves his girlfriend and goes to L.A. Mm -hmm. Without saying shit to without saying anything to her. Just and then, and then comes back and is surprised that she's fucking some other dude. It's like, that shouldn't happen. How could you do this to me? This is so out of the ordinary. I never expected this. I was kind of surprised it was Johnny, though. He was, that what? That it was Johnny. Like, mm. like that, that genie was with Johnny, because Johnny, like, 
was it that hundred dollar tip that really, you know, put her over the edge or just, I mean, you know what they say, Jordan, woman scorned, man. Yeah, I guess. Oh, you want to really stab him in the heart. That's how you do it. I, I have something um, that I can blame on you, Dean. On me? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I noticed this movie must have been entirely sponsored by Pepsi. Because that's <laughs> all the fuck that I saw. And now when I watch movies, I think about, hmm, I wonder who they're representing in this movie. <laughs> And I think of it because of you, because I know who owns these brands now, because we've talked about it. And this was, a, back me up, this was a Pepsi movie. Yeah, it definitely is. This was a fucking Pepsi movie. Yep. And there's nothing more Pepsi 80s than, it, than the old fucking 80s Pepsi can, man. I loved that can. I, I just love those old, those old school cans. I feel like... When did cans change? It had to have been like the 90s. early mid nineties, right? Yeah, for sure. I know. I know we got the wide mouth cans at the end of the nineties. It's like ninety seven or something like that. But I'm not sure when the shape of the cans changed. I also don't know when the pull tabs stopped being a thing. I want to say that was like the eighties. This is a real weird tangent you put me on. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm looking it up, man. I can hear you typing <laughs> with vicious fervor. I Here, must know. Here's Dean uh, looking up Coke products. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Oh my god. Like he's fucking hacking into Pepsi fucking database okay so coors beer cans in the mid 70s coors came coors. up with the push tab it looks like mountain dew introduced the wide mouth can <gasps> is that right i could have sworn that was also beer a oh, wide mouth one of the most recent Market research showed that kids couldn't drink our Mountain Dew fast Fucking enough. Coors again! <laughs> um, it's Coors pushing can innovation? What the fuck? Yeah. It really seems like it, dude. Didn't Coors come out with the um, the vent so it didn't make the pour, like, lap? Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that was... I, that was a beer that was like a domestic beer company. I think that might have been Coors. Yeah. It was, it was Coors or Budweiser. One of the other. Guys, when the mountains are blue, you go for two. <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's Coors. Oh, yeah. my God. That's definitely Coors. Dude, what's up? I'm going to buy some Coors stock. They no, got some serious no, can. I, I would not even technology. go that far. Oh, I thought you said you are going to buy some Coors beer. I mean, stock. Yeah, that's, I guess that's fine. Uh, no, well, hold on. Coors beer? Not that bad. Let's see. Who? Yep, Coors Vinted Can. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I gotta look this up. What does Molson Coors actually own? Dude, Obviously, they own Coors. I the fucking what knew else? it. That is so crazy. Oh, Blue Moon, nice. I like Blue Moon. <gasps> Fosters, that's all right. And then everybody else followed suit. Keystone. Keystone's not bad sometimes, maybe. That's Keystone's oh, always Miller. bad. They also own Miller. Yeah. What? That... 
Bro, uh, the Coors website makes me so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. That's dude, funny as hell. This is actually some pretty amazing effing technology. Like, first you pop the can, then you push the tab down to pop the vent all in one yeah. smooth motion. This is pretty fucking awesome. God damn it. Though, have you ever seen how they make an aluminum can? No. Yes. Dude, I look it up. I think you I think you'll find that fascinating. It's actually really kind of cool. Anyway, we went down a fucking lo- Thanks, Jordan. No problem. Oh, did you know my- that 7 Up owns uh Yoohoo? No, I did not. I found that out the other day. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Why why are you sending me the logo for Coors Banquet Beer? Because it's like they're Strong Protect Our West. Vibes, yeah. Like yeah, it's like it just reminds me of Firewatch and I kind of want this patch. <laughs> just Jordan just became a Coors man. I've always <laughs> Hey, minutes. I've actually always really liked Coors beer. Like if I'm buying cheap beer, it's usually Coors, Miller High Life, or PBR. So I want to say that like Coors is on the is on the docket. I want to say the ECHL is sponsored by Coors Light. What a fun word to say too. Coors. Coors. <laughs> Where the fuck does that word? You come guys from? deserve each other. Uh, no. Coors in Colorado, apparently. Oh, Coors the the founder's last name. All right, that's. That's less where fun. does the name Coors come from? Though? It's the like, founder's last name. No, well, where does the name come from? Germany. Like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. In 1868, Adolf Please Coors, stop. No, a German brewing apprentice, oh, headed to America. My man Adolf Coors. No, not Adolf. <laughs> Adolf Hermann Josef Coors. Son of a bitch. Shit. Or some variant thereof. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it really says that? Or... Yeah. Literally, or it whatever. Says, Adolf Herman Joseph Coors Sr., born Adolf Herman Joseph Kurz, or some variant thereof. With courage <laughs> and conviction, Adolf Citation Coors. needed. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just making up shit. We really need to stop talking about Coors. <laughs> all right, all right. So I think my last point is that with courage and conviction, Adolf Coors headed to the West and refused to rest until he found the perfect <laughs> water for his bitch. beer. He found it flowing <laughs> through the mining town of Golden at the base of the Rocky Mountain. You're, you're a son of a bitch. I'm going to go get some fucking Coors after this show. I really dude. want some Coors now, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Let me look at their website. I'm interested now. Coors. When was I born? Don't worry about it, motherfucker. Like, I don't <laughs> need to prove myself to you. Their website also is very, very, um, very well made for ultra wide. Looks fantastic on my monitor. <laughs> one of the, I love that when, one of their one of their remember when tabs... websites like weren't optimized for widescreen, dude. Oh, you would like man. go to a website and you'd have the black bars on your shit, like you're watching four by three on a widescreen TV. Oh no! Remember... Or or they just stretched it out to fit the screen, and it looked fucking horrible. Remember when yeah. websites thought it was a good idea to cover their fucking pages with gifs? Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks, MySpace. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, yeah. Hey, do you want a do you want a song playing immediately when you go into my page? Absolutely. <laughs> can I pick the most annoying song imaginable? Yes, you can. My my uh <laughs> and can that song be Axel F? <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, man! Last thing I, I want to say about the Coors website. I just want to point website. out that we're dating ourselves right now. Too. Absolutely. Basically. Uh, last thing I last thing I want to say about the Coors website. Motherfucker! <laughs> there are a number of tabs on here. First of all, with, with it be it's a beer website, so you, you have to enter in your birth date to get into it. Um, and there's a tab on their website that just says "Buy beer in store," and I can find where to buy Coors beer, which I'm pretty sure this this page should just say everywhere where the fuck in America doesn't have Coors beer. Well, my zip code anyway, Jordan has uh, taken his passion and made it happen. (laughs) So we can. Jordan's going to be the next president of Coors. (gasps) Guys, the Sunny's mini Mart near me has Coors. Fucking. Damn it, <laughs> I'm less than a mile away from Coors. Oh, bro, this is America. You're probably less than 50 feet from Coors. <laughs> it's probably in your house and you didn't even know. <laughs> they just hide that shit in your floorboards and wait for you to find it. Oh there's, just God. A, there's just an old Western prospector outside my door right now with a bottle of banquet Coors. <laughs> Oh my God! There's cores in them floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Fucking awesome. Okay, I- I'm just gonna de- derail this tangent here for. All right, I'm closing the at- website. At least for the moment. Uh, Maybe we'll return to this. I hope not. <laughs> Can we just talk about how fucking weird it is that she's dating her boss? That's like. In hindsight, twice her age. In hindsight, I mean, it's pretty gross. It's, it's whatever. So, I mean, you know, it's fine. Is it? She's 18 years old, John. 18, 36. I mean, she's old enough to make her own decisions. She dances for money. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah? When when your daughter turns 18, she can just make her own decisions? You want to go with that? Uh, if she is as hardworking as this girl, I actually would be okay with it. I was like, look, you saved all that money. You did all this on your own without my help. You're growing up to make your own decisions. Now, if he breaks her heart, I break his legs. John, I don't believe you. Because if you... Yeah, I don't believe you either, for the record. If your daughter that you raised for 18 years, uh-huh, uh-huh. regardless of how hardworking she is, yeah, 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 yeah. came home with a man twice her age, yep. who was her boss, okay, okay, okay. and said, we're in love, Dad. And this dude was like, Nice to meet you, sir. I'm the one that signs her checks. Like. And gives her the sex. (laughs) Fucking shit. No, if he said that, he would get all of his teeth knocked out. Um, What the fuck, dude? What an arbitrary line in the sand. (laughs) That's not an arbitrary line in the sand. Y'all can date, but don't tell me you're fucking. I don't want to hear about it. It's not an arbitrary line in the sand. There's an amount of respect and decorum, like, especially when you're meeting the father of the person you're boning. Like, 100%. But what I'm saying is, 
even though she's a maniac, maniac out on the floor, she mm-hmm. still works harder than anyone out there before. Meaning she makes good decisions financially and personally. Like she even pulled her friend Jeannie out of the strip club, even though it's easy money. I'm saying if my daughter showed that level of good decision making up until that point, especially at such a young age of 18, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I might Mm -hmm. have a little bit of reservations, but when I first met the guy and I heard about the whole situation, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. It's like, look, she's made good decisions as far as she hasn't gotten pregnant or anything. She's saved up her own money and moved out of the house at 18, well before I moved out of my parents' house, mind you, working two jobs that... I mean, to be fair, you're a total bum. Thank you. Um, Working two jobs, one of which women, especially in that day and age, would never have honestly two jobs but the other job is stripping dude it's not stripping it's go-go dancing she doesn't show tatas anyways uh... bro hold on (laughs) hold on are you really trying to sit there and tell me that if your daughter at 18 was fucking her boss at her day job and go-go dancing by night that you just like this is fine not not totally fine, but again, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. That's I all I'm saying. I really don't. There's, really there's educant circumstances depending on the situation and like the guy that I meet and like how I interact with them. Yes. But in that scenario of hypothetical, at that point in time, yes, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. I would not I be fucking thrilled about it, but I would at least give her the benefit of the doubt. That's it. That's I think. All I'm saying. I'm not going to call you a bad parent because this is all hypothetical. Okay, that's fine. I just think it's, it's too easy to be objective. I don't believe you. <laughs> and and I, I personally would be a bit more concerned than what you're describing. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, the old woman, mm-hmm. she... Uh, it, it was off camera, but she found out that, that, that he was dating her, and then that's why she died. <laughs> <laughs> from it what, happened off camera heart? you have to you have to read the book no from shock of course because it's so abusive but <laughs> so it, like stupid like like if you read the flash dance book um which f- ironically enough it's a pop-up book God and if you it, read the Jordan. book it shows you a scene where the guy comes to pick her up and then hannah's outside and he's like oh my god what are you doing here he's like oh I'm here to pick up Alex. And she's like, oh, for work? And he's like, no, for a date. And then she dies immediately. (laughs) (laughs) She just plops to the floor. Yeah, all of this on one page of a pop-up book. Incredible book. Oh, my God. It has a little pull-out tab where she's, like, writhing on the ground having an aneurysm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so so much fun. Kids love it. You pull the tab, she drops to the floor. It's so fun. (laughs) Oh, look, you can make her drool move. Oh, my God, this is so amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the next scene is um, like all these like fake p- paper socks fall out. And you got to pick them up and cry about it. <laughs> all those leg warmers. Fuck. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think it's easy to it's easy to be objective about something that will happen in 17 to 16 years from now. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, when you're I mean, so I, far removed, it's different to, yeah. to be fair. To be fair, I don't have a daughter, 
So if this hypothetical situation ha- were to happen to me, then we're talking more than 18 years from now, probably more like 19 minimum. I'm still willing to sit here and be like, no, fuck that. I'm going to pull her little punk ass out of that job. She's not going back. Totally. And she sure as hell ain't stripping no more. Oh I don't God. know where the fuck that. Like, I'll give your ass an allowance to stop stripping. It's like, it's like, first of all, like, I'm not saying about her being a stripper or anything like that. That's a whole nother kettlefish. I'm talking about if she showed the level of good decision making. She's a stripper. I get that. Good decision making that this eighteen-year-old girl to where she got. Hold, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Yeah, yeah. What good decision making are we talking about? There's very few good decisions in this movie by anyone. But what? Which one specifically are you talking about? I need an example. Uh, pulling Jeannie out of the strip club where she's like basically throwing her life away because she fell during her figure skating uh, competition. That was one. Um, basically, leaving the dude at any cha- at any sight of him uh, cheating on her without a reason. Oh, she was totally wrong. She completely overreacted. I understand. That's not a good decision. That's the like definition of a really bad decision. I understand. No, 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 no. Not to mention. She didn't actually leave him at all. She just went to his house, threw a rock through his window, and stopped talking to him. Exactly. Meaning that That's she... That's horrid decision-making. What are you talking about? Meaning that she is willing to cut that, cut that toxicity out of her life. Bro, what the... <laughs> there are women that, in that situation, will be like, eh, you know, it's, it's fine. Like, I mean, he has a woman on the side. I'm okay with that. Sure. There are also women who might be a fucking adult and go talk to him first. To be fair, she is 18, D. That's the point! <laughs> I'm happy this isn't me for once. Right? I hate you so much, dude. <laughs> oh this my is, god. We've had some really fucking stupid conversations in the 15 years that i've known you and this is easily one of the dumbest top five maybe for sure if i ever become, i'm glad i can still top myself john john if i ever become like a, a like a director or something like that i'm gonna get a picture of alex in flash dance i'm gonna put her on my desk and i'm gonna have her facing the people that walk into my office and when they ask about her, I'm going to go because I want you to see the face of a person that can make good decisions. <laughs> oh shit. I just put that together. Fuck. The main chick in this movie is the same name as uh, my daughter. Fuck. Yeah. Alex is a fucking train wreck of a, of a girl. <laughs> hey, so, hey, she's, She's not even two years old, man. Calm down. Hey. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Crying all the time. <laughs> Jesus. She's an asshole. I'll say that, though. Once again, I have <laughs> I have conceded that the fact that being an asshole is genetic. I think any kid at two is no. just a sociopath. No. I'm telling you that right now. No, no, I'm no. not an. I'm not. I'm by far not an expert, but I've I've interacted with a lot of two year olds in my life, and they're usually sociopaths. 
this one's on another level. Like, I feel like she knows everything that she's doing, what's happening. I know it's like delusions of grandeur because I'm in the house with her all the time, but still. Like, the <laughs> shit that she does and pulls off, like, especially, like, when I asked her, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she looks at me and she goes, Bleh. like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, it's every like, time. It's like the difference between manslaughter and first degree. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> she's she's a train wreck. I think the best decision made in this entire movie is actually Richie coming back after one weekend in L.A. failing. As a comedian. <laughs> Did Jordan die? It sense. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds Sorry. like he got hit with a, a freaking sleeper dart. In Africa, right? <laughs> you just hear you just hear the background. <laughs> it's just it's just it's Alex from Flashdance. Hey, but she it's made it though. I mean. Okay, she made it. She didn't throw away that opportunity. We don't know what the fuck happened to her. What? She just got she got the audition given to her. She would have never have gotten it if well, first of all, if her boyfriend boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. father figure because yep, we don't yep. know who her parents are yep, yep 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 didn't didn't put her name in and you know flex to get her the audition hey she would hey, have never have even been in the, hey even been in the she running. got real mad about that for no good fucking reason right? jumped out of the car and walked down the middle of the road in a tunnel when that happened okay She's the pinnacle of good decision making it's fine my god the you're right. absolute zenith. And she put that shit together in a minute. I called I called yesterday and put a reservation in. Wait a second. You put a reservation in 24 hours before I learned that I got the audition? How dare you? And then she just <laughs> rips out of the car, the Porsche in the middle of the fucking See, she's tunnel. smart too. Puts two and two together real quick. Yeah, most psychopaths are. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so awkward. Like, I get... I get why at her audition she fucked up and then and then she like quietly walked over and like, can I try again? And then like restarted it and then nailed it the second time. But it was so awkward for some reason. I don't know why. It's to cut the tension. But um, it, that's that's it, another iconic scene. Like, dude, oh, dude, the moves yeah. that she busted out in that audition though were fucking insane. Like, what? I, I just I just love the old lady on the end who at the beginning she's like trying to strike a match to light a cigarette. She's totally apathetic. Doesn't give a fuck about this girl or her audition. And then by the end she's like, oh yes, that girl good. That girl it, good. She real good. It was, it was quite the collection of characters. There was an old guy that had like a mile long cigar. There was another dude that just was covered in tissues blowing his nose every two seconds. Dude probably invented COVID. <laughs> Personally invented. Personally it. invented. His oh, name man, was they're gonna, COVID. They're gonna love this in a few years. They're gonna once I get this out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so before before we even get to that point, because we're running a little bit long in the tooth with just dumb shit. That's but what she said. I actually hey, didn't. I I took notes retroactively for this movie. Retroactive oh. notes? Why yeah, you didn't so want like, to write them next to your wife? 
No, I always take notes next to her and it drives her fucking nuts because I, I pause the movie. <laughs> oh, it, dude, I would fucking I would, kill you. I would cuss your ass yeah. out and tell you to watch it in your, another room. I take, I, that's why I usually do, but then she gets mad at me. She's like, you watched Labyrinth without me? And I was like, yeah, but I, I took notes and I was I was running down to the wire and I had to push back the, the recording because of it. And she's like, how dare you? Because she loves Labyrinth. Yeah, same um, here, buddy. So, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to just watch it real quick because I had just gotten done eating and and I just like didn't want to. Like, and my phone was dead. That's what, what I usually take notes on. A lot of really first world issues got in the way. <laughs> why I didn't want to take notes. I had pen and paper, really, if I had to. But I took retroactive notes. I just like put reminders of things that happened in the movie. And I guess the last thing I want to touch on that we've already mentioned briefly is how badass Richie is with that fucking crocodile costume. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight. That was the for highlight me, for Rich R- Richie's arc. Honestly, the, the man comes back in a crocodile costume looking handmade. Yes. <laughs> you, That's you, how you know you made it. You leave your girlfriend. You go to L.A. You fail spectacularly. Well, I don't actually think he went to L.A. I think that he just went on a bender for like a week and <laughs> came came back hat in hand or say like tooth in hand. And they had the most 80s fucking Halloween something party i had no fucking context as to what the hell it was about it was just jake the owner of the place in his ridiculous fucking northeastern northern mustache that you could land a plane on dude should dude basically belongs in chicago not philadelphia but (laughs) those those costumes were awesome the alligator costume was dope as fuck and richie's my mvp for this movie but he can learn to leap, be a little more to- uh, tolerant. So I feel like you just answered this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Who's your favorite character in this movie? Man? Jesus Christ. Richie. Thank you. John-, <laughs> John, do you like anybody in this movie? Um, other than Alex, who you think is the uh, perfect daughter? No, it wasn't going to be Alex. What's the uh, name of the manager that she's dating? Are you fucking kidding me? What's his, what's his name again? Nick. Mm, no, Jeannie is my favorite character. She's the best character in the movie. First off, she tried in her dreams of becoming a figure skater, failed horribly, and then turned into a stripper and showed her titties for money. Her friend had to drag her out of that cesspool of depression. Best character in the movie. Are you are you trying to say that you don't like anybody in this movie? Is that I, what I'm supposed to say? I kind of hey, don't. Like, hey, I would say... Jeannie was covered in money, dude. <laughs> no, she wasn't. And you want to know what's really messed up? Like, I don't know if this is true in the 1980s, but, like, strippers today make, like, good-ass money. Even though they're basically treated as day laborers which is fun why don't you go ahead and tell us about it john um averaging about 175 a year that number could go anywhere a year yeah a year One hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year yeah 
working as a day laborer. SoCal strippers? What? Jordan's like, I can whip out my dick for 175 And and that's that's just what's reported to uh, the IRS, Jordan. Like, they work in cash. So you, as day labor, I'm not going to Google it because I feel like I'm going to ruin it. But I feel like you dr- nope. brought that number straight out of your ass. Nope. That, why would I bring that specific number out of my ass, Jordan? Why would you say that? How would you know is related number? to these we've other already, fucking? <laughs> we've already talked about that. That well, was she my was a one, stripper. one faux pas. Okay, and I redacted that statement. All right, I took my lumps. I'm just saying, you're asking why would you say this random shit? I don't know, man. You've said random shit before. You make decisions There's a precedent. Like Alex. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let let what about what about Hannah? Surely you have no problem with Hannah. Who was Hannah again? The mentor. The one that dies? You're talking old lady. I thought it was her grandma. No, no, I thought no. I thought so too. Until it would have been I, better I, if it was her grandma. She, Alex had no family in this movie whatsoever. Jeannie was nope. the only one that had family. Yep, correct. And her, unless you count Nick's ex-wife, her father, her father was not happy to be at that uh, competition. <laughs> but he really loves his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but she also couldn't have failed, so you know. So what about it, John? Hannah? Hannah definitely. Best character in the movie? Hannah definitely is gets top marks, but like it the movie already sets a low bar for any characters that I like. Like, there's certain things that uh, I like about Nick about the fact that he's going out of his way for you someone fuck it. he says he loves and gets her a shot at the audition that's her dream. Dude is a cunt's hair away from being a pedophile. That's totally fine, but he's still trying to what? make her accomplish her dreams. So. Show over, show over. No, no, no. no. Uh, that, that, that's all, folks. John's thoughts and opinions are his own. They do not reflect this show in any way. Oh. Do you want to defend Johnny next? Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Didn't you also <laughs> I'm not gonna bring it up. Never mind. God damn it, we went from Chris Brown to this. <laughs> yes, I, was... <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> I wasn't gonna fucking say it. God damn it, dude. If this show was a business, you would be the biggest liability imaginable. Bro, we would or I'd be the insurance. I would be the spice. That makes this show delicious. You'd be spice, all right. Fucking scorpion pepper <laughs> snuffed into my frappuccino. Oh my god, <laughs> Dean! This reminds me. Remember when I sent you that uh, post on Instagram from that wing stuff? <laughs> god damn it, dude! <laughs> all right, l- let's try. Ooh. Let's try this as an exercise. Oh man, what? It's your favorite part of the movie, John. My favorite part of the movie is um, her finally doing the audition. That's the culmination of her trying to accomplish her dream and like not letting anything so stupid as her pride get in the way. Um, 
granted the way that it came about wasn't as desirable but like the fact that she still went through with it and it was like a really great scene and again the moves that she was pulling off in that shit were amazing like that one twirl that she did on her foot was that like a 1720 like what the fuck how many times did she spin around and then she did like a a b-boy move to where she's on her back and did like another 720 for like 16 minutes yeah she was clapping and everything I'm just saying, like, that scene, amazing, especially accompanied with the song that's uh, the whole basis of the soundtrack of the movie, like, what a feeling. Like, yeah, it was great. Oh, you reminded me of something else that was funny. The scene where her and Jeannie are just walking around in, like, a really 80s montage of them just doing random shit around the the city, and they come across the the breakdancers and the crowd grows and stuff. Yeah. If you look in the background of it, the background is just the same cop car driving forward, and they keep resetting the position of the cop car every fucking time. And it was so goddamn funny every time I saw it. I don't know why I noticed it, but I'm like, oh, here comes a cop car. Like, why? And then every time this, the group would get bigger, the cop car would be further back and then driving forward again, but like super out of focus. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What are you talking about, dude? It's Philly. They just have a lot of cops. Just hey, this they're on the beat. Looking for break dancers, Those you know, fucking break dancers. Goddamn break dancers. Damn B boys ruining this city. You won't be a fucking ballerina while I'm on the beat. <laughs> so, who did John say his favorite character was? Nobody. Nobody. But I got him to agree that Hannah is okay. Hannah is okay, only for the fact. And then and we're not going to reiterate what he said after that. <laughs> after that, that's all he said. We're not. Okay. The only reason Hannah is okay is she didn't live long enough to disappoint me in the movie. <laughs> Fucking atrociously funny. <laughs> Goddamn hilarious that you said that. Man, that's like saying. That's like saying. <laughs> Pretty much in any Disney movie, the parents of the main princess are your favorite characters because they just <laughs> usually die immediately. Like, you know what? I think Cruella DeVille is fucking dope, man. No, it's like, you know what, man? I love fucking Elsa and Anna's parents, dude. They were so good. They were the best characters. Spoilers, they die in the first five minutes. Jesus. Okay, one last thing before we wrap up. I want to Those birds are out talk, talk about the <laughs> ending really quick. Because the ending just kind of fucking happens. Yeah, definitely does. Yep. Like yep. that that last scene where or the second to last scene where she does the audition. That's great scene. Love it. Fantastic. Great. But <clears throat> To get to that point, we have to go from her being just ripping pissed at Nick to agreeing to do the audition. And there's no explanation for how or why that happens. She just does. What are you talking yeah. about? She's sitting there contemplating it in her house for two seconds and then like then she's doing the audition. It's totally self-explanatory. I didn't think it needed more explaining. What are you, you know- talking about? You know, a, a lot like a, a lot like uh, Snyder's Justice League. I feel like this needs another four-hour director cut edition. There's a lot I'd of context. I would actually watch that. Context, watch that. Probably... There would be more '80s goodness. 
could I just have a full 15 minutes of that strobe dance to just really melt my fucking brain? The fact that uh, they used perspective walls behind her was really awesome. Like, I don't know why. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. It is the most artistic fucking dance. Like bar i've ever seen she had like geisha jordan has on. a lot of experience so that's a big that's a meaningful statement i <laughs> i think i've been to more of them than either of you so what you're talking about uh cabbage coleslaw naked wrestling what god damn it i guess yeah, we're, we're been to more of those. all right we're in the cemetery boys we're digging up old shit everyone's getting it let's go <laughs> I bring up I bring up coleslaw wrestling once. <laughs> oh fuck! I got tears in my shit. They don't have a stage there. They just have a large inflatable pool. I literally can tell the color. It's it's one of the blue and white ones, right? That it's like kind of like tie dye. When, when is it not? <laughs> <laughs> well. I will let you have the final word, but I will say I'm so glad that you enjoyed this movie, Jordan. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It really it was just so 80s that I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. Like I just turned my brain off and I just had fun, you know? That's like if I was really going to complain about how the last quarter of the movie was just neck breaking, oh, just like jumping from scene to scene to hurry to the end it was almost like it was a whole bunch of uh family guy cutaway gags continuously so you didn't know what the fuck was going it's it's like this movie should have been two hours and they put it on the fucking you know like they put it in the hands of uh whomever and the studio's like no actually i need this to be an hour 30 and they're like oh shit Mm -hmm. well we gotta (laughs) all right well don't cut the dance scenes but we're just gonna splice everything else up together yeah, pretty much. It was a good But ride. those dance scenes are great. They're actually really fantastic. Those birds have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Wrap it up. Um, I feel like they should remake this movie but with Cardi B. Those are my thoughts. So John has no additional thoughts. <laughs> what about you, George? I feel like Megan the Stallion might be a better decision. Than See, Cardi B, Jordan, actually. you might be on to something there. Come on, man! I think that she—I think she'd be better. She's she's got the chops and the knees. Yeah, that's and, for damn yeah. sure. Yeah. She she can handle those moves. I'm just going to say this. Neither of them bitches are 80s enough for this movie. Jordan, what do you give Flashdance? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Flashdance a strong showing of uh, 28 out of 17 nose blows. Ew. Mm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. John, what about you? Uh, for it being graded as an actual movie, it gets one leg warmer out of 35. Um, but for how 80s it is and the nostalgia that it brings, 
10 out of 10 rocks through your window. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I'm going to give this movie the entire 80s out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I like that rating. And as always, have fun out there, guys.